That was Whitney Morrison singing her scene three aria, These Walls, as Angela from the world premiere of Undying Love. She's accompanied here by the chamber ensemble Decomposed. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Stephen Anthony Rawson, and today we're very excited to share with you some music from Steve Wallace's chamber opera Undying Love, which premiered at the K. Ryan Center for the Arts last year on November 12th. The performance was produced by Hearing in Color in collaboration with WFMT. And at that time, I had the opportunity to speak with Steve Wallace and Hearing in Color's artistic director, Larab K. Raphael. We're going to take you back to that conversation today and listen to more of this amazing music from Undying Love. Here's us back in November. I want to ask about your chamber opera, Undying Love, which will be performed on Friday, the 12th. Tell me a little bit about how this project started. Did it start with Nas? I was an undergrad and I heard Nas's album, I Am. And the last track on the CD is called Undying Love. And at the same time, I have just recently been kind of opened up to the world of opera. And I was especially drawn to like Verismo opera at the time, Pagliacci and Cavalier Rusticana and Tosca. And like, I was eating that up, like I loved it. And mostly because I saw that realism, I saw things that paralleled it in my life, in my community, and in my experiences as a human being. So I was like, oh, wow, they feel like this too. You know what I mean? They go through this, these issues too. And so when I heard Undying Love, which is this story about Nas, he's talking about coming home from being out on the tour or whatever, and he finds his girlfriend in the arms of another man, and he's, he has to like struggle with that, figure out what he's going to do, and he thinks that vengeance is the answer, and you know to try to deal with the guy and stuff. And when I finished listening to him, I'm like this is this is Verismo, this is like Pagliacci to me without like any hesitation. So I was like, man, what if somebody like made an opera based on this, but made it like really like an, like an opera opera, you know what I mean? Not like a hip hop opera. And I was like, I, I, so I'm gonna do this one day. One day I'm gonna, I'm gonna make like a one act, like a, like Al Pagliacci and Cavalleria or Il Tabarro or something, you know, it's this one act gritty to the point and like, see y'all later, you know what I mean? So that's where it started from. And I didn't do anything with it immediately. I was working with this manager who was re representing me as a producer and shopping my beats and my songs and stuff. And one day we were just talking and he was like, what other things do you want to do? I was like, well, I got this really cool idea. I want to write an opera based on this Nas song. And he was like, what? And so he was like really excited about it. And he started to encourage me to start writing a libretto for it. But he, he was thinking of it like this big piece, you know, like full four acts with like a chorus and all this stuff. And, and I finished like a, a three or four act version of it. And then he and I had like creative differences and our, our relationship kind of fizzled. But years later, I it, it just kind of stuck with me and I had a bunch of like musical ideas for it and stuff, nothing really written down yet, but I was singing Cavalry Aristicana in Maryland. It was a Mar Maryland lyric opera. And they were doing um, Pagliacci and Cav. And I was just sitting in the rehearsals and it just, I was like, I need to write this opera, you know? So for the month I was there, I just, I wrote all the music for Undying Love. And it was cool because I was in the midst of like all this Verismo that was like kind of around me. And so that was cool. Your cast includes Brian Major, who plays Taylor, Whitney Morrison, who plays Angela, Tyrese Bird, who plays Jesse, and Curtis Bannister, who plays Carlos. Can you tell me a little bit about these characters and their roles in the story? It's really um, Taylor's story. 
Brian Mage is playing Taylor. He's coming. He's the one that's coming home from tour, and we've re- reset the time period so it's not in like '99 or '98 or whenever the song came out. It said in the, in the early 1960s. Taylor is a jazz musician, and in a way, I kind of did that because Nas's father, Olu Dara, is a jazz trumpeter. And not to say it's about him or his him and his mother or anything like that. Just kind of a nod to him and the origins of hip hop from jazz and. Angela, who's played by Whitney Morrison, as you said. Angela is Taylor's girlfriend, soon to be fiance. She's been left by herself at home while Taylor's got his uh, big break as a musician to go on tour. But, you know, the bills are still not being paid, too, because Taylor's been a struggling musician for a long time. Uh, Taylor comes home and he just had his big break and got some money from a recording contract and he's ready to to marry Angela. So um, Carlos is, Curtis Bannister is playing Carlos. Carlos is Angela's lover. Uh, so when Taylor comes home, he's, he, he doesn't know it's him Im- immediately, but we find out later that's who it is. Carlos is a local star. Like he's also a jazz musician. And everybody knows his one song that blew up on the radio or whatever. And so when he goes places, it's like, oh, it's Carlos. Uh, Jesse is Taylor's friend and they're close friends. And he's also in some ways a sort of a pushes Taylor to do things. Jesse is Tyrese Bird. We're going to take a break and listen to some more music. This is the instrumental intermezzo between scenes two and three, performed again by Decomposed.
Larab, talk to me a little bit about Hearing in Color doing this opera, this enormous undertaking. Woo! Uh, <laughs> as Steve mentioned earlier, he and I talked about Black opera well before I even knew about Undying Love. Staying connected with Steve over the years, he introduced me to it, and I kept thinking, you know, Hearing in Color is not an opera company. But I want to do this, you know, I really want to do this. At the time, I was feeling really ambitious. And I was like, you know, Steve, give me undying love. We're going to do it. And, you know, it's been such an exciting process, really. What I knew was important about this opera and is still important is that what Hearing in Color has been doing and has been focused on which is this kind of celebrating an amplification of Black art and Black artistry, or the, just the work of people who are not so often seen in the larger classical uh, field. That work was very evident in what Steve had created with Undying Love. Not only is this a story that is connected to Black culture because it's written by a hip hop artist like Nas, but it's written specifically for Black characters. And that is what I find important about it, because if we set the story aside for a second, what we don't see in opera as frequently as I'd like is giving Black people and Black artistry the ability to just be Black without having to fight against the oppression of being Black or triumph over the hardship of their circumstances, right? But we get to see that from, from other characters. If we look at, you know, I don't know, Tusca, these characters get to just be and just exist and experience the full range and dynamics of emotions without it being qualified, right? But those characters were not written with a specific demographic person in mind. But Whenever we talk about Black opera, it's got to be a story of injustice and oppression. It's got to be a story of triumph against all odds. Whereas we get to see with Undying Love, this story just gets to be a story told and written specifically for Black characters, for Black artists. And I really find that important with where we are right now in classical music and in opera specifically. And this is not me saying that I disagree with any stories that are stories about, you know, trauma, et cetera, et cetera. I appreciate those stories because that is a truth about Black experiences. But I think this is an opportunity for us to wiggle our way out of the tropism in opera and create more expansiveness and imagination in it that is rooted in some sort of experiential aspect, but that we get to tell stories just as the Black characters we, we are and the Black artists we are. I'm excited that Undying Love gets the opportunity to be produced by an organization that has all of that in mind because too, again, too often we see that these stories uh, about Blackness or that incorporate Blackness are taken into the hands of white organizations or white-led organizations, and then they're twisted to fit the needs of the typical white audience. 
I didn't want to do that with Undying Love. Undying Love is what it is. And the people that will receive it will be those who appreciate exactly that. I want to ask about the K Ryan Center and why you chose this as the location for the premiere. Yeah, you know, this is a uh, an art center that is kind of a beacon for the Austin neighborhood in Chicago. They are recently renovated, I think in 2018, and really just wanted a place where that community could come for musical needs, musical and spiritual. There's a church that uh, operates out of the auditorium. You know, I went to meet with a couple of people at the center and I started to talk to them about Hearing in Color and let them know what it was we were doing, what we have done and why we exist. And immediately they were like, I don't know what needs to be done in order for this to happen here, but it has to happen here. And I was like, say no more. The interesting thing for me, and this is what I heard from Sharon Morgan, one of the organizers of the building, is that this community doesn't want to go downtown to see an opera at Lyric. They would even much rather not go to Oak Park to see a performance. This is a, a community that has this amazing center right here. It's connected to the schools and they want to start bringing artists to the community. And it's, it's really what they are asking for. It wasn't my goal to bring opera to the Austin neighborhood. That's not my goal. I hope that the Austin community actually engages with this piece in a way that informs it. And I'm excited to see how they show up. It's an awesome opportunity to build a connection with the K Ryan Center. And so this is probably the first of many performances there, I hope. Steve, I feel like you could have a kind of Il Tritico situation happening here with a, adding a couple more chamber operas. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the, that's the plan. There, there are plenty of story songs in hip hop that would also lend itself very easily to the operatic Verismo-esque type form. So that's what I'm formulating right now.
God. I never wanted all of this to happen. Please believe me. I just wanted everything to be right. But I made it all wrong. I'm sorry, God. Unto you, most high, we love. That was Brian Major singing the opera's finale as Taylor and the ensemble decomposed. All my thanks to Steve Wallace and LaRob K. Raphael. This was an incredible premiere. And if you haven't heard our full conversation, please go check it out. If you'd like to discover more about the music you heard today, check us out at relevanttones.com. Also, you can find out more about Hearing in Color at hearingincolor.org. Relevant Tones is a production of Access Contemporary Music, a nonprofit organization with the mission of bringing musical creativity to life every day. Find out more at acmusic.org.